I'm Nina Shea. I direct the Center for Religious Freedom here at the Hudson Institute. And it is a pivotal time um, in the Middle East, just after the Islamic State has been defeated in its capital of Raqqa in Syria. And it is my immense honor to welcome His Beatitude, John X from Syria, the patriarch of the Antiochian Orthodox Church, as well as His Eminence, Metropolitan Joseph of North America. The Antiochian Church is said to be the oldest Christian church in the world. In fact, we learn from the scripture in Acts that it is the first time that the disciples are called Christians was in Antioch. Um, it, along with Syria and Iraq's other Christian communities, is extremely vulnerable. It has been targeted by ISIS for genocide, by the Islamic State for genocide. And as um, these areas are becoming liberated, the facts are just becoming fully known. Uh, the press reports today that a mass grave of civilians in the uh, city where there was a, a, a significant Christian community in Karatain, um, Syria, um, that was uncovered. Um, this is the place where the Islamic State supposedly had a uh, respect, had a jizya contract with these people and for these Christians and uh, treated them with respect as people of the book. Um, as the Hudson Center for Religious Freedom reported last year that this was um, entirely ISIS or Islamic State propaganda. It was far from the truth. In fact, the truth was just the opposite. Um, the last few days, the Times of London have also reported on uh, 35 Christian villages along the Kabor River that were attacked in 2015 by the Islamic State and how they have been wiped out, that their uh, residents have either uh, all fled and scattered through Europe or they have um, uh, some were killed and at least one woman is missing, having been taken as a jihadi bride. And this persecution has hit very close to home with the patriarch. His own brother, Archbishop Bulos, was taken captive and has not been heard from since uh, three years ago, along with Archbishop Ibrahim, uh, also an Orthodox Archbishop. Um, it is important that we in Washington hear the patriarch's perspective and my colleague, Hudson Fellow, Samuel Tadros, will be the moderator today. Sam is a leading expert in uh, the Coptic Church in Egypt, but he's also an, uh, a foremost expert in extremism in the Middle East. So thank you all very much for coming today. Thank you, Nina, for the introduction. And um, we're greatly honored, of course, to have the, uh, the Patriarch and the Metropolitan with us here today. Let me start by asking you, um, in your most recent letter to the, the, your flock, to the Orthodox community in Syria, you wrote, we thank God who gave us as a church the spirit of strength, love, and insight to testify for him within the difficult circumstances that our world and especially our country suffers from. In what way has the, the Church of Antioch 
and the patriarch, been able to, to offer witness for Christ amid such a turmoil that Syria is suffering from? أولاً بدي نعبر عن فرحي قبل ما جاوب على السؤال الكبير بوجودي معكم مع سيدنا جوزيف في الانستيتوت في هاتسون انستيتوت. First of all, I would like to express my gratitude along with the gratitude for His Eminence Metropolitan Joseph and for the Hudson Institute for this gathering. بريد جاوب على السؤال الذي ذكر لنعبر عن أعطي مثال أو قصة أبتدأ بها عن الروح اللي بنحفظها في كنيستنا المسيحية الأرثوذكسية المشرقية وكل المسيحيين للمشرق بشكل عام راح أروي الحادث. In particular, I would like to focus in my message about the spirit of the Eastern Antiochian Orthodox Church in the East. يقال في الأدب النسكي القديم يروى هذه الحادثة. In the ascetic tradition and literature, there is this incident. أن أحد الأباء القديسين الكبار ماكاريوس المصري من مصر. That Macarius the Egyptian, one of the great ascetics fathers, كان يتمشى في الصحراء. He was traveling in the desert, وبيشاهد على جانب الطريق جمجمة أرعى لشخص. And on the road, he discovered a skull. فبعصاه بينور بيدفع الجمجمة وبيسأل. So he pushed it with his rod and he asked who that person was that belonged to that skull. And the answer is that I belong to a sinful person. And he says, where are you now? يأتيه الجواب أنا في الجحيم السفلى. He says I am in Hades, in the lower parts. وبيسألوا وبماذا تشعر؟ And he says and how do you feel there? قالوا بعذاب وألم كبيرين. He says there is so much pain and sadness. قالوا ولماذا عم تشعر بألم وبحزن؟ And why is this sadness? And pain. كان الجواب هو التالي. And his answer was, إنه نحن في الجحيم مربوطين مقيدين. In Hades, we are fastened back to back. كل اثنين كل واحد على ظهر الثاني. ظهره على ظهر الآخر. We are fastened back to back between two people. يعني بشكل إنه الواحد منا لا يستطيع أن يرى وجه الآخر. So that we cannot even see the other person who is fastened to our back. وهذا هو الجحيم الحقيقي. And that's exactly what Hades is all about. والرسالة من هذه القصة أن الآخر وجه الآخر هو السماء 
And so the other person and the other face is what heaven is all about. وفي هذا العالم الذي نعيش فيه ونسمع في كل أنحاء العالم عن القتل عن التطرف عن الدمار عن التفجير كما سمعنا منذ قليل وذكرت نينا And in this world today as we experience all sorts of extremism, destruction, killing and death as was mentioned by Ms. Nina رسالتنا تبقى ثابتة ودائمة Our message is immovable and stands as كما كان يقول القديس رفيم ساروف للآخر أنه يا فرحي وقد كان يلتقى مع شخص آخر as as Sansarov of Alaska used to say you being the other person is the source of my joy unlike those who consider the other as being Hades and an enemy this was the message that he uh, expressed in his uh, encyclical, recent encyclical that he published. المحبة, which is basically love. رسالته, as St. John says in his epistle, he who claims that they love God but do not love their brother is a liar because you cannot love God whom do you not see and claim to love the brother whom you see we as an Eastern Orthodox Church as was taught by our Lord and Master express the message of love, of peace and of accepting the other وهذا ما نقوم به حتى في أيامنا الحاضرة والصعبة التي نمر بها. And this is what exactly we do during these tough and difficult times. ونحن على أحلى العلاقات علاقات طيبة جدا مع كل أبناء الوطن أبناء البلد إن كانوا مسلمين إن كانوا مسيحيين على أحلى العلاقات مع الجميع. We have great relationship with all the fabrics of that part of the land, whether they are Christians or Muslims. Many times repeating myself when we meet with people from outside of the Middle East, whether in Europe or in the United States, we see some positive reactions from them. 
انه قالوا له بده يشوف شخص ولا بده يلتقى مع اشخاص من الميدل ايست من تلك المنطقه كانه نحن اشخاص بنخوف ما بنعرف الا القتل والخراب والتدمير We realize that they get impression that we people who are from the Middle East know nothing but destruction and death. ولكن مثل ما نحن شايفين ببساطة نحن بشر حلوين ومحبين وطيبين والناس بيحبونا ومنحبهم وهذه هي الحقيقة. And this is exactly the impression that we have that we are good people from there and we are nice and they we love others. Thank you. Uh, Your Eminence, the work of the, the Church of Antioch in the United States began in 1895, originally to serve uh, immigrants coming from Syria and Lebanon. Today, um, uh, you just shocked me with the number of, of followers you have in North America. Seven million uh, members of the, of the church in North America served by over 300 churches. And they're not just um, the descendants of those that immigrated, but on the website and, and in conversations with many here, people highlight the work of your church in conversion. Um, the Antiochian church is very successful in attracting non-Syrian Lebanese people to the church. What has been the source of the success, the, this flourishing of the church in the United States? Thank you, Sam, for the question. <coughs> so in, 18, uh, in, in uh, 1987, a, bo- a movement uh, for, toward orthodoxy, a journey toward orthodoxy start, started. And uh, so many people found orthodoxy or found in orthodoxy, as I quote uh, uh, the same, or the, the, what, I heard, uh, what I heard and what I hear from them, that in orthodoxy they found the discipline and the truth. So that's why many, many people, American people, native American people, they have converted to orthodoxy. So that's why we have a department among of our, all our departments we have. We have 37 departments in our archdiocese. One of them, it's called missions and evangelism. So we have uh, expert people. We have, we have people who have the knowledge, like to talk to people about orthodoxy, about the Holy Fathers, about the, the Bible, about, you know, like everything. Not homilies, you know, like, but, but as, as preaching and as uh, evangelism. So therefore, we have, you know, like beside like uh, 1895, when we started our presence in North America, so we came here to uh, to shepherd to uh, shepherd the the Lebanese and the Syrian people. But now we have uh, Palestinian, we have Jordanian, we have Egyptians, we have Egyptian, we have Iraqis, we have we have Jordanian, we have uh, <coughs> uh, converts, we have from all over. So that's why you know like we are growing, uh, you cannot imagine, you know, like every day, if I have to open, like as the Archbishop of uh, the, the Antiochian Church in North America, if I have to open the doors, you know, like I might like bring every day in uh, hundreds and hundreds of people, but we have to go uh, into every request, into every application, into every, you know, like 
uh, and we have to study everything thoroughly, you know, like in order like to bring quality, not only like to increase uh, the number. And uh, so this is the makeup of our archdiocese. You know, like we, it's difficult. Uh, maybe in the Greek church, you know, like they don't have this uh, much. Uh, uh, in the, in the other churches, they don't have, you know, like uh, Russian church, for example, they don't have what we have in our archdiocese. In our archdiocese, because we have the combination and the mixture of cultures, multicultural, you know, like we have in our archdiocese, sometimes we find it, you know, like very difficult and very hard. Thank you. Um, your beatitude. In, in this previously mentioned letter, you also wrote we were careful, in, as the patriarchate, not to dictate to our children specific political positions. Um, this is, of course, easier said than done, given the, the enormous turmoil that the country that Syria is suffering from. How does the church maintain an independent position from the conflict going on in Syria? بالطبع كما ذكرت في البداية نحمل رسالة السيد المؤتمنين نحن عليها والتي هي رسالة, رسالة خلاص وسلام وفرح لكل الناس We as a church are entrusted to carry the message of love and of peace all people who live in our area. ولذلك نحن نحب الكل ونساعد الجميع. We love all and we extend our help to all people there. ونحن نصلي ونعمل ما نستطيع أن نقوم به ككنيسة في الوقت نفسه. We work and we express our liturgical prayers and services at the same time. لمساعدة أبناء الوطن ولمساعدة أبناءنا المسيحيين بشكل خاص to help all the citizens in the land especially the Christians للثبات في بلدهم في أرضهم so that they may remain in their own homeland and in their places والجميع وهذه كلمة حق الجميع ليس فقط المسيحيون وإنما حتى المسلمين تحت شمسية قبعة الكنيسة الكل بيجتمعوا والكل بيلتقوا مع بعضهم البعض. And under the umbrella of the church, all Christians and Muslims can get together and be one. بغض النظر عن الانتماءات السياسية التي ممكن كل واحد من هؤلاء الأشخاص. Regardless of their political affiliations. We work for reconciliation and for peace with all. And this is what we seek in our visit to the United States, most importantly, especially in this gathering here this afternoon. 
أن تعلموا أننا أشخاص طلاب سلام to know that we are people seeking peace ولا نريد الحروب and we are against wars ونحن كما ذكرت في البداية نلقى في وجه الآخر الأخ والقريب and we look into the face of the other as being a relative and a brother or a sister ولذلك الجميع بما فيه كل المجتمع الدولي مدعو we ask and we call for the international community ندعو من أجل الدفع لإيجاد حل سلمي سياسي في سوريا وفي المنطقة بأكملها to push for a peaceful settlement in the region and in Syria as well حتى يعيش شعبنا كله بسلام وبأمان so people, all people there can live in peace and tranquility نحن نسعى من أجل هذا الأمر this is what we seek ونسعى بشكل عملي أن نكون إلى جانب أبنائنا وأخوتنا أن نساعدهم حتى في متعيشهم على قدر ما نستطيع عبر برامج وأمور نقوم بها ويبقوا في أرضهم Through programs and projects we seek to make people become rooted and established in their own homeland to work and to be productive. Okay. Your Eminence, um, you mentioned 37 departments working under the Archdiocese in North America. One of them in particular caught my attention, and that's the Antiochian Heritage Foundation. Um, preserving the Christian presence in the Middle East is obviously important, but also preserving their heritage, their, their old monasteries, the art, and so on. Can you tell us a bit more about the work of this department of the Archdiocese? You know, uh, in 1895 and before, the migration from the Middle East has started long time ago before 1895. But our documents show that uh, <clears throat> that the Archdiocese as a church started like in 1895. Therefore, they brought like the first immigrants to the United States, like those who came from England, those who came from you know like that's why in November we have Thanksgiving and uh, it's very important and very dear to all all of us you know like to 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 celebrate that and uh, to commemorate that. So uh, so our people, the immigrants, you know, like they brought their culture and their uh, heritage and their, so we are trying to preserve that. We are trying in the Antiochian village, for example, in Pennsylvania, in the state of Pennsylvania, like hour and a half from Pittsburgh when you go yesterday we were talking about the Antiochian village if you go to the Antiochian village you see like we have around a uh, thousand acres there and uh, we have buildings we have um, a heritage and learning center plus we have a museum there we have a museum there we have two churches there and we have like uh, you see some items from the Middle East those uh, immigrants those who brought some some items like uh, we have, he, he, he reposed in the Lord in 1915, uh, uh, one of the bishops 
from Damascus, from the Damascene descent, and so he he became he became one of the saints in our archdiocese. That is Saint Raphael Awawini. He was in Beirut and in Damascus, and he came and he preached here and he shepherded to to the people uh, in, in North America. So you see some of his items there, uh, his vestments, his uh, mitre, and uh, whatever. So, so we are trying not only, you know, like in items, but also in the education. The education. We are preserving the the heritage and uh, the legacy of all those who, uh, you know, like uh, contributed in this archdiocese. We have a big, beautiful uh, library there in the Antiochian village. So we have also, you know, like the House of Studies, one of the uh, departments, House of Studies. Uh, uh, just like a few weeks ago, I was there, and uh, and I graduated 135. These people are not students, by the way. We call them, you know, like uh, students in the in the program, but they are doctors, they are physicians, they are uh, lawyers, they are advanced, you know, like in life. And uh, they, they, they go there to the House of Studies to study more about orthodoxy and to explore more and more about orthodoxy. And uh, we call it House of Studies and Learning and Heritage Center. So we, we try to preserve, you know, like uh, the culture in general. We are in the West, we are in the United States, we are in North America, but also it's not like a, a, a bad thing to, to preserve, you know, like where we came from. Does it play any role in an attempt to preserve that heritage inside Syria? Um, um, I know there's been an attempt, for example, um, in the liberated areas from the Islamic State, in Iraq especially, to, um, to deal with the destruction of Christian monasteries and things like that. Is there any similar attempt uh, being done in Syria in areas where the Islamic State is no longer yeah, operating? Some, to some degree, yes, maybe it is similar, but uh, we like our children, those who, who uh, were born here, like to remember their, you know, like uh, the, the, the country of origin, you know, like where they came from, the countries, I mean, and uh, where they came from. So I think when they go to the Antiochian village and see some books, some, uh, you know, portraits, some uh, uh, pictures on the wall, they, they are remembered. Uh, they remember all that. Thank you. Uh, your beatitude, your own brother, um, the Metropolitan of Aleppo has been uh, kidnapped four years ago now, uh, together with the Syriac Orthodox, uh, also uh, Bishop of Aleppo. Now that Aleppo's uh, battle is over, or at least a part of it, uh, the city is now more under regime control. Is there any developments? Have you heard anything about the whereabouts of your brother, um, of what might have happened during those four years? Unfortunately, this particular issue transcends being just a religious or a church issue. It is more a humanitarian one 
ولكن من خمس سنوات يعني تقريبا عندما تمت حادثه اختطاف المطرانين when the two bishops were kidnapped five years ago للاسف هناك صمت مطبق حول هذا الموضوع من في كل العالم unfortunately there is a total silence expressed by the international community تواصلنا منذ بدء بكل الجهات التي تواصلنا معها من دول من سفارات we have communicated with countries and embassies and all those who were concerned ولكن حتى تاريخه until today لا نسمع جوابا الكل nothing 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 we don't have any particular positive answer just simply nothing وهذا مؤسف ومعيب بحق الانسانيه and this is unfortunate against humanity ولكن نحن رغم ذلك نبقى على رجاء كبير وعلى ايمان كبير despite all that we have our great hope and our faith نحن نصلي ان يكونا بسلام جسديا and pray that they will be safe ونسعى ونحاول وما زلنا يعني لنعرف شيء عن مصيرهم او عودتهم او ما شابه. try our best to know about their destiny and about their ultimate return. ونأمل من المجتمع الدولي في الزياره منذ سنتين عندما التقينا بنيويورك بنائب الامين العام للامم المتحده ذكرنا هذا الامر. Two years ago, when we met with the officials of the United Nations, we mentioned that to them. وتساءلت أين هي حقوق الإنسان. And I asked the question, where are the human rights? وفي الوقت الذي نحن فيه موجودين في هذه الدار الكريمة التي تتكلم عن حقوق الإنسان. Especially at the time where we are gathered in a place that talks about human rights. عندما نتطلع ونرى الصمت المطبق عن قضية المطرنين. And when we see this striking silence about these two bishops، ولذلك نحن كما ذكرت على رجاء ونصلي أن يكونا سالمين وأن ينتهي هذا الملف بعودة المطرنين إلى رعيتهم إلى كنيستهم سالمين. And we hope that this file will be closed so that these two bishops will return and go back. To their own archdioceses. Your Eminence, um, you recently attended the Holy Synod meeting of the Antiochian Church, and in the statement issued by the Synod, it said, "We're looking forward to the day where the suffering of the Syrian people ends, a peaceful solution for the Syrian crisis based on freedom, justice, and democracy." that guarantees the unity of the country. This last sentence, the unity of the country, um, as you know, uh, there have been calls in Iraq for a special uh, arrangement for the Christian areas in the Nineveh Plains. Uh, there have been always similar talks about the region as a whole, about um, the, the, the crisis will result in redrawing of borders. Why is it so important to maintain the unity of the country after the current conflict? 
You know, one day here in Washington, I was invited to a dinner. And many ambassadors and many officials and advisors from the White House were sitting at the table. And next to me, immediately, you know, like next to me, there was a big advisor in the White House. He said to me, after I, he heard that I was born in Damascus, he said to me, uh, what do you think of uh, what's happening in Syria? I said, I have to ask you the same question. And he said to me, you know, we have many plans, A, B, C, and so forth. I said, what's, well, what's on, on the table? What's on the table? He said to me, and he shocked me a lot by saying that. He said to me, who will divide Syria? And he looked at the map like, as if like, you know, like, there was no map at that dinner, but like, just like he, he tried like to give me the impression that this is the map and we have to divide Syria here, Sunnah, Shia, and uh, Christians. And I said, is this the only plan you have in mind? And you know what I said to him? Shame on you. Shame on you to divide like a nation like Syria. Look what happened in Iraq. Look what happened in Iraq. That was a big mistake, the war in Iraq. They could have solved the problem, you know, like with much less expenses. Because they made the, the wrong decision by invading Iraq that way, dividing Iraq into like tribes against each other, religious, you know, like a tri a tribes against each other. So that's why, you know, like no one in this world, no one can handle you know, like the situation in Iraq. And it's not going to heal. Not today, not tomorrow, not for 10 years from now, not 30 years from now. So Syria, I said to him, don't make the same mistake. Don't repeat the same mistake. Division, dividing a country, a nation is not a solution. Try to heal. And I said this in the State Department. And I said that at, at the White House as well. You know, when I've been to the State Department the first time, they mocked me. You're from Syria, and like, what, what, you know, like, what do you represent? You know, like, the first time, I was not offended. You know why? Because I'm here to fight the good fight. And now Sonia knows very well. When we go now to that State Department, they welcome us, you know, with open arms because they want to listen. Now it's time to listen, and now it's time to receive education. And we heard this in the Capitol Hill and everywhere. Now please educate us. And so therefore, beloved in Christ, there is something to be done by us. His beatitude is not a politician. I am not a politician. You're not politicians. But we have a message of peace. We can solve problems. We can solve many problems, you know, not by guns and by machines and by, by tanks and whatever. We can bring people together. Today, his beatitude was uh, telling in the Capitol Hill that, you know, we have, we started in our Orthodox University, the only Orthodox University in the whole Middle East, that is the University of Balamant, founded by, by the church. 
founded by the church and by the church leaders. And now, imagine Orthodox University, we have a department for Islamic Christian studies to bring people together to understand each other. Like just he said it, that when I see you, when we communicate with each other, there is no place for evil, there is no place for, for killing and for beheading and for, you know, like uh, all the hatred. So I accept you the way you are and you accept me the way I am. I am. And until this moment in Syria, you, you, would be, you won't believe it. Until this moment, on that straight road of St. Paul, where our patriarchate is located, across the street, until this moment we call that street, you know, like, or that road or that area, Jewish area, Jewish area. Because, like, until, like, a few years ago, many Jewish people, many Jews, a big Jew Jewish community was very active in Syria. And all of a the sudden, they shipped them out, not because of the Syrian government, because, you know, like, the international community started that, the demography change and whatever, so they asked all the Jews to leave Syria and you know, like when I was a high school principal in Damascus, and many Jews like occupying part of the buildings of the patriarchate, you know, like I passed by, greeted everyone, and they greeted me, and there is nothing, there is no, no hatred. So we accept, we are open, you know, like to, to receive any, any culture in this life, and to, to communicate with everyone. Why is, now, why this language, why this, you know, like killing and beheading and just like Nina said now about that, uh, uh, you know, like uh, the many, many people found in, in somewhere in Syria. And this is like one incident, one incident. But we can, we can, we can rebuild, we can reconstruct and we can reconcile and we can heal and we can, but it has to be like a good will, a good desire for that. Under the Patriarchate, um, you have a department called Ecumenical Relations and Development. Now, that's a very odd combination of words here. Um, can you tell us about the, the important work that this department does? I know it's, it's described as the largest independent uh, NGO working in the country. Um, what role does it play, and how can people help with the work that it does? Thank you, Sam. Thank you. على ما قاله سيدنا جوزيف بناء على الطرح اللي طرحته عليه. Based on the discussion that you asked His Eminence Metropolitan Joseph, his beatitude wants to add few words. أريد أن أتساءل معكم يا أحبة، أتعتقدون أن المشكلة في الميدل إيست بشكل عام وفي سوريا بشكل خاص هي بين السوريين أنفسهم ولذلك وصل الوضع إلى ما وصل عليه. Do you really believe that the situation in the Middle East and in Syria in particular 
is an issue that started among the Syrians themselves. أو يا ترى أن مصالح الكبار في هذا العالم. Or it is is it the interest of the superpowers in this world? بمصالح عسكرية. Political, military. وفي مصالح اقتصادية. Economic. بهذه المنطقة عم نسمع عن وجود بترول وعن وجود غاز وخيرات كثيرة. In this area where there is an abundance of many resources including gas and petroleum. فهل موضوع تقسيم سوريا هو لأنه الشعب السوري ما في عيش مع بعضه؟ أو لأن الكبار بدهم يتقاسموا خيرات البلد؟ Is it because the Syrians themselves do not are unable to be together, or is it by splitting the interests of the country? بعود على الموضوع اللي طرحته سام نحن في عنا الديبارتمنت المهم في البطريركية المركز الأساسي الطابع المكتب الأساسي هو في دمشق في البطريركية ولنا فروع في كل المناطق حاليا في كل أنحاء سوريا. This department is not only limited to Damascus, but it has branches all over the country. وهذا يعني هذه الدائرة تهتم بالعمل الإنساني دعني أقول بالمساعدات التي نقوم بها للجميع في ضمن سوريا. The aim of this department is to extend help to all Syrians, regardless where they are located. بدأ العمل أو تم تأسيس هذا المكتب هذه الدائرة في البطريركية من أيام النزوح العراقي بسبب الحرب التي تمت في العراق وأتى بحدود مليون ونص عراقي إلى سوريا. This particular department started its work after the Iraqi issues where one and a half million Iraqis left their country and came to Syria. فالمحبة التي تكلمنا عنها and so the love that we talk about in the understanding of the church تجعلنا ألا نقف متفرجين أمام أحداث كهذه تحصل says that we should not just stay as witnessing to things without doing something creative about it ولذلك أسس الوطريارك إغناطيوس الرابع وطريارك أنطاكيا المسلس الرحمة آنذاك That's why. That's why the late patriarch Ignatius, the blessed thrice memory, is the one who established that department for that purpose. لمساعدة العراقيين كما ذكرت الذين نزحوا إلى سوريا. To help the Iraqis that were immigrated and forced to come to Syria. وتطور العمل في هذه الدائرة ونما بشكل كبير إلى أن أخذ الشكل الذي عليه هو الآن. And this department became larger and improved until it reached the day as it is doing its work to all the people in that region. ونحن عبر هذا العمل نحاول أن نكون إلى جانب شعبنا بالسوري بشكل عملي نساعده. So through this department, we try to be very practical in helping. The Syrians remain in their own homeland and to be more productive and work. بالتعاون مع العديد من الهيئات الدولية والمنظمات الدولية. 
We get support from some international agencies and countries. وأيضا كنائسنا كما مثلا كنيستنا في أمريكا كلهم بيساعدوا البطريركية في هذا الأمر. All our archdioceses of the patriarchate support us in that regard, including North America. سيدنا جوزيف والأبرشية يقومون بيعني عمل كبير بهذا الشأن. The Antiochian Archdiocese in North America, with His Eminence Metropolitan Joseph, are doing a great job in that regard. كما هناك كما ذكرت عدد من المنظمات الأخرى اللي عم نقدر نأمن بعض البرامج نقوم فيها في سوريا. Including some other agencies that work together with us concerning that work in Syria. بريد أذكر هون وضح أمرين. الأمر الأول البرامج هي برامج للمساعدة متنوعة ومتعددة الأشكال. There are varieties of such programs within that department. ليس فقط يعني توزيع حاجات غذائية أو ملابس أو أمور من هالنوع. Not only the preliminary distribution of things that are necessary and needed in their way of living. ولكن نشكر الله عم نقدر نأمن بعض برامج على سبيل المثال مساعدة تجهيزات في مستشفيات. We help in improving the work of hospitals, في بناء مدارس, and in building schools, في حفر بيار مياه ارتوازية في مناطق في صعوبة بوجود المي فيها, and opening wells in areas where there is no water. بدنا نذكر الكثير, and many others. والأمر الثاني. أن ما نقوم به في الوطريركية نقوم به على كل الأراضي السورية. And what we do is not limited to a certain region or area, but it is on the Syrian land in general. بطابع إنساني. And it is initiated by a humanitarian effort. ولذلك نحن في كل المناطق بغض النظر عن السياسة وبغض المناطق عن التقسيمات في سوريا حالياً. Regardless of all these divisions and politics, we extend that service to all in general. We help including the Muslims. Muslims. And that gives the good positive impression that both, including Christians and Muslims, are being together and they share the same life and same destiny. Uh, Your Eminence, um, as the Metropolitan of, of North America, you have millions of followers, parishes, and all of this. But recently, because of the conflict, you've um, a new burden has been added on your shoulders. The politics explaining, you talked about going to the State Department, dealing with politicians, never an easy task in and of itself. But you also deal with a lot of the other Christian communities in the United States, uh, Protestant denominations, the Catholic Church, and many others. Um, how do you see, how do you evaluate the response of the other denominations 
to the suffering of the Christians in Syria? Has it been at the level that you hope for? Can more be done? Um, do they understand the, the suffering of their fellow Christians in Syria? This nation is misinformed what's happening in the Middle East. You know, like many, many times we are put in a very difficult position when we have to answer what's happening in Syria. Uh, you know, like what, what you hear, what you watch, on Fox News and CNN and whatever, it's maybe zero percent. Zero percent. We don't hear about like the whole truth. So everything twisted, everything misinformed, everything you know, like uh, incomplete, and so people are confused here. People are, they don't know what to, to think. Like here, this forum, for example, this gathering in the Capitol Hill, in the State Department, uh, we, we hear like many, many false, if you like, false questions. And we have to answer every single question. And they tell us, you know, like we, we didn't know, we didn't, we didn't hear this before, and so now our role, our position, is to educate as much as we can. We don't accuse. We don't, uh, you know, like point on everyone like what to, th uh, you know, like the way he is thinking. And uh, but we have to repeat ourselves, as his beatitude said. We have to repeat the same message. We have to say, you know, like the same message repeatedly and. Uh, so this is our position. We have to knock on every door. We have to try to uh, spread peace in, in, in Syria, in Egypt, in Palestine, in everywhere, everywhere. You know, I can't fathom like the Palestinian problem has been like over 65 years and there is no solution for that. Why? What we're doing in Washington D.C. What we're doing in, in in the offices and the Capitol Hill and the State Department and whatever is if we don't like uh, uh, you know like deliberate like to find a solution and a resolve for for uh, this situation, it might you know like uh, last year I was invited to the uh, celebration and the commemoration of the. Uh, uh, Hundred years of the Armenian genocide in uh, in Washington D.C. here in the National Cathedral. So I went there. It took them hundred years to recognize the Armenian genocide. Shall we wait another hundred years to recognize what's happening in Palestine or in in Syria or whatever? You know, like I I I I can't fathom that. You know, like we are highly educated, all of you and uh, other people, the rest of the nation, and uh, so we can we can think, we can uh, deliberate, and we can find uh, answers. Our people, you know, like deserve to have answers. 
So our church, the Antiochian uh, uh, Archdiocese in North America, is trying, you know, like beside the prayer and beside the Bible and beside the preaching and beside the teaching and beside everything, the charity we are doing. So we are trying to, 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 to help this nation to, to be well informed and correctly informed. And we try, we try to knock on every door for charity, for forgiveness, and for tolerance as well. I say in our churches, we have only one enemy. We don't have enemies. One enemy. That is the evil act, the evil mind, the evil mind. So, uh, one of, uh, or the late, uh, the Metropolitan before me was the Archbishop of North America. He said, during the Civil War in Lebanon, the destiny of others to kill and our destiny is to forgive. And he said also, I quote him, he said, as Christians in general and as Orthodox in particular, we we like to be victims more than to be the killers. So this is the position of the Antiochian Archdiocese in North America. So we condemn any kind of violence and any condemn, we condemn any kind of killing, whether in Syria or in Nigeria or in Pakistan or in any, anywhere, anywhere. Like, look what's happening in Egypt, for example. It's unacceptable. Every day we hear about killing, like a community. All of the sudden, some people come and kill that community, or burn a church, or destroy a church, or whatever. We condemn the killing, like the recent killing in London, or in Germany, or in, uh, in Europe in general. So this is our position. Thank you. We're already out of time, but I have to ask this last question. Pope Francis has talked about the ecumenism of blood, of how despite theological differences, the, the blood of the martyrs unites the church. Syria, there has been a lot of blood spilled. How has the, the joint suffering of the Christian communities um, impacted the relationship between the Greek Orthodox Church of Antioch, the Syriac Orthodox, the Catholic communities, Protestant communities. I know just um, about a week ago you were meeting with the Syriac Orthodox Patriarch. Um, so how has this shared suffering impacted the relationship? <laughs> مع كل المسيحيين ومع كل الكنائس يعني في المنطقة وفي العالم. We have an excellent relationship between the Christians and the churches not only in the region but throughout the whole world. ونعم ونحن ذكرنا ذلك كما قال قداسة البابا أن الدم يجمعنا ما هيك الاستشهاد الاستشهاد يجمعنا 
as uh, His Holiness uh, Pope Francis said that martyrdom brings us together. نعم نحن من نسعى دوما من أجل وحدة المسيحيين. We all seek for the unity of all Christians. وهذا بغض النظر عن الظروف التي نمر بها. Regardless of all the situations that we are going through. ولكن خاصة في هذه الظروف علينا أن نكون أكثر فأكثر إلى جانب بعضنا البعض. Especially during these circumstances that we are called and we should be together as one. مثلا أنا شخصيا حتى على تواصل دائم مع البابا تودروس. I am in continuous connection with His Holiness Patriarch Theodoros in Egypt. نشعر بآلامكم في مصر وما يحدث في مصر. And we feel your pain and the suffering of what's happening in Egypt. وعلينا كمسيحيين أن في الشرق الأوسط بشكل خاص وبشكل العالم بشكل عام أن نسعى جميعنا لنكون كل واحد منا إلى جانب الآخر. And that's the reason that we Christians in the Middle East, in particular and throughout the world, that we should be one and together. رافضين والكل في هذه الأيام كل المسيحيين يرفضون ما يسمى بالاقتناص بروسيليتيزم. And all the Christians in the world are against this idea of proselytization. لأنه أيضا في على هذا الصعيد كمسيحيين صرنا ملل كثيرة وطوائف كثيرة. That is the reason that we become as a group of many facts and a collection of different denominations. وللأسف هناك البعض الذين يحاولون في هذه الأيام في سوريا وفي يعني الشرق الأوسط بشكل عام أن يستغلوا الظروف القاسية التي نعاني منها. And that is the reason that there is this attempt that because of the situations that we encounter there, the difficult times, we see that attempt of trying to hunt others from their faith. وهذا مرفوض من الجميع. And this is completely rejected by all. علينا أن نعي أعتقد نحن كمسيحيين هذا الأمر. We have to be aware of this particular issue. وأنا منذ خمس سنوات عندما قمت بزيارة لأداسة البابا الفاتيكان. Five years ago when I visited the Vatican City and the Pope and His Holiness the Pope صار الحديث عن هذا الموضوع وعن كيفية تعاون الكنيسة الكاثوليكية مع الكنيسة الأرثوذكسية. The discussion was raised then concerning the relationship between the Orthodox and the Catholic churches. ونحن نستطيع في كثير من الأمور حياتية العملية الاجتماعية أن نكون إلى جانب بعضنا البعض على الأقل. From a practical and everyday basis, we try and attempt to be together at least. ولذلك نحن في دمشق مثلاً. يتأذى شخص ما بسبب قذيفة بسبب تفجير نحن ما بنسأله إذا كان 
كاثوليك ولا ارثوذكس لحتى نساعده. And so whenever there is uh, any incident where somebody is uh, victimized by a certain explosion or dies, we do not ask about his denomination or faith. We always extend our help to that person, regardless what he represents. He could be a Muslim and we seek to help him. وهذا ما حدث بعدة أوقات ومناطق بسوريا عندما تأزت الدائرة البطريركية الأكيب الجروب البطريركي الذي تكلمنا عنه هذا ما قام به كان أول الذين حضروا إلى المكان اللي حضر صار فيه الأذى اللي صار وساعد الجميع And that is the reason whenever there was any issue that required that kind of uh, Destruction, the church was there to help all. As Catholic, Orthodox, or a Protestant, we are all called to remember this particular issue. وليس أن نستعمل بعض الطرق والوسائل اللي ممكن حدا يكون عنده يا أقوى من حدا آخر لحتى يجلب إلى طرفه ما هيك عدد من المؤمنين أو ما شابه. And that is the reason we always seek to be there helping one another without giving the opportunity for other to take advantage of what goes on and to try to appeal others to join their particular denomination. This is the spirit in which we express ourselves. that in this particular issue we see some things that are not done properly. مثلاً في لبنان في سوريا وفي بعض مناطق أخرى تظهر مجموعات بأسماء مختلفة الموعظون الجدد أو ما شابه. There are so many different groups whether in Syria or in Lebanon who take different labels and different groupings. منهم يسمون الموعظون الجدد. Who consider themselves as the new those who are introduced into the new faith. ويقولون عن أنفسهم رسميا وفي منشورات خطيا يقولون عن أنفسهم أن عملهم هو أن يقوموا بتبشير القرى المسيحية. And they in their pamphlets indicate that their mission is to Christianize the Christians in their villages. وكأن بالنسبة لهم ال X مسيحي كاثوليكي ارثوذكسي او ما شابه وكانه ما هو مسيحي وجاي يبشرنا بالمسيح هذا خطا كبير This is wrong because it gives them the impression as if they are coming to bring Christianity to those who are already Christians whether Catholics or Orthodox انا اشكرك سام على هذا يعني السؤال او الطرح لانه مهم مهم جدا Thank you for your question. This is very important. And this is 
نحو مسيرة الوحدة والمحبة والتوافق. It is a personal call that we understand and become aware of that that all Orthodox, Catholic, and Protestant will attempt to seek that sense of Christian unity. نا وتزرت حلب مثلاً في الكريسماس الماضي. Last year he visited Aleppo. وبقيت خمس أيام بحلب شفنا كل رعايانا وشعبنا الكبار الصغار اليوس الشباب الأطفال زيارة رعوية لنقويهم في هذه الظروف. He paid a pastoral visit and visited all the church organizations to give them encouragement and support during these circumstances. عملنا دينار عشاء تكريمي لرؤساء الطوائف المسيحية الموجودة في حلب. And we had a reception and the invitation was extended to all the different denominations in the city of Aleppo. مع العلم كما نعلم أنه في حلب حاليا ما بقى من المسيحيين 35 ألف مسيحي فقط. Even though that in the city of Aleppo we today have some 35,000 Christians only. Only. But we are 12 طائفة. And the 35,000 that is represented by 12 denominations. هذا شيء محزن وشيء مؤلم. That is sad and unfortunate. عشان هيك نرجو ال 12 طائفة يصيروا 11 يصيروا 10 يصيروا 9 وإذا إن شاء الله بيقوينا يصيروا حتى وحدة ما يصيروا 15 و 16 و 20. This is his hope that this, this denomination is 12 will be reduced into 10, 9 until they reach that fullness of unity. واسمح لي أقول وبجرأة أيضاً نحن نرفض ونعي هذا الموضوع استخدام الدين لمصالح أخرى. And I dare say that there is that attempt that people may use religion for that particular purpose for other purposes than religion itself. يعني هالpeople أبونا هدول إيمانه هالpeople هدول هدول دول وقوى أهل هذا الدهر. Not meaning as individuals, but countries and things that are related into this fallen world. استخدام الدين خاصة بالمدل إيست سهل جدا لأنه أمر مهم جدا. فاستخدام الدين وسيلة للوصول إلى أمر آخر للأسف هذا يحصل نحن نرفض. To use religion as a means to other ends is something that we reject. And we refuse to to get into it. وأيضا ما بعرف إذا كان ممكن هذه العبارة لأي درجة تكون واضحة ومقبولة ومفهومة إذا صرنا بحلب مثلا 12 طائفة مسيحية أيضا أطرح نفس التساؤل اللي تساءلته قبل قليل هل لأنه فقط نحن المسيحيين اختلفنا ببعضنا ما بعرف شو وتقصمنا بين بعضنا وفقط لأنه نحن أمر داخلي فصرنا 12 طائفة So the question that we are reduced to 12 denominations in the city of Aleppo is it just a matter of an internal affair that belongs to the citizens of that land أو في دول وفي جماعات وفي تمويل وفي دولارات عم تندفع وإلى ما هنالك هنا وهناك حتى يجعلونا 12 طائفة. Or there are attempts, you know, to make sure that through the means and the powers that they use, we become 
As Christians, we have to be aware of this situation. And Muslims should also become aware of that. That we should continue to act in the right way during this time of crisis. ولا ايضا نكون لعوبه بايدي خارجيه ما بنعرف مين استخدمنا لحتى تعمل شغله and we should not be just simple instruments in the hands of other powers that they may have their own agendas كلنا كمسيحيين وكدول وكشعب نحمل مسؤوليه كبيره بهذا الشان في سبيل المحبه والوحده والتفاهم and therefore we as christians carry that a particular mission to bring peace and love throughout all the world. Um, thank you very much, um, your beatitude and your eminence for the conversation. At the Hudson Institute, we, we uh, not myself, but other scholars at Hudson have uh, written extensively about the Syrian conflict. My colleagues, Mike Duran and Lee Smith. Um, but it's very important to hear from the different communities of Syria, um, their views uh, of what's going on in the country. Um, we, the plan was to ha allow audience questions. Unfortunately, um, they have other engagements that they need to run to. So unfortunately, we'll have to end at this, uh, given the time. Thank you very much for attending this conversation. Thank you.